he might make you look tame. This is Talk and Audio. Episode 1091 of Tall Can Audio, kicking off another week. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Tall Can Audio. You know that. You've been slinging shit at me there for a very long time. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pods, wherever you are, wherever you're hearing us, hit the subscribe button and, uh, and uh, stick around because we're going to keep the good stuff coming for you. Lots to get to today with our friend Chris Hoffley. What's happening, man? Hello. Good to have you back. Glad to be back in the studio here. You've already taken down a couple of my decorations I prepared for you. Well, uh, some would call them decorations. Yeah. I would call them offensive propaganda. <laughs> okay. Um, so we had the we had the well, I had the pleasure of coming here and having your Oshawa Generals flag yeah. right in my mic stand. Right, like literally. Yeah, right. You would have stared at it. But I br- I brought you a gift to counter it a uh, a beautiful Ottawa sixty seven pennants. Yeah. Um. So. It balances out. It's going to go on your wall, hopefully, sometime here. Yeah. It's not yet. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. There's still some space. There's space to my left. There is a little space. The walls are pretty full, but we'll find a, we'll find a time. Maybe with the, the Tall Can Audio uh, Red Blacks jersey or something. Yeah, over there. that is Maybe. a nice, that's a fine jersey. I know. that it, It's very... Uh, Back in the Adidas days. Yeah, no, there's been some... Ch- I can't be buying new jerseys every time you guys change shit. That's not my... Well, that's, that's How do you think I get paid? Uh, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, by other people, no doubt. Um, Want to let the good listener know that coming up this week, we're pretty sure... This is, this is full of confidence as I tee up what's coming next. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, pretty sure Ian Mendez will return to the podcast on Wednesday. Wow. We've been trying to get that done for a little while now, and uh, Ian's a busy guy, right? They they keep him pretty well tied up. Between, Ian is an absolute beauty. He is, and uh, between his ringette coaching schedule and his actual day job, he's uh, he's a pretty busy guy. He's a busy man, but uh, big fan of of the Mendez. Right, and on uh, on Thursday morning, can confirm. There's no no questions here. Dan Schulman from the Blue Jays broadcast team and uh, from ESPN will be back on the podcast. That's fun. Talk a little baseball back in season now. Looking forward to that, man. I may ask you a little bit about some baseball here, whether you caught any of the Jays opening weekend or not. We'll get to some of that. I want to talk about pitch clocks. Yes. It's been effective right off the hop. Uh, So we'll get to that in a little bit. I also... Uh, as you and I sit here, and it'll be in the rear view by the time the good listener hears this, uh, it's WrestleMania weekend. So we had Lever Sage from Yay. TSN 1200. <laughs> I'm going to need more enthusiasm on that. Yay. Give me a hell yeah! Right, right, right. Um, I watched Saturday night's uh, main event. We didn't watch the entire show with a friend of mine who was in town to visit, and she was not loving the wrestling. So she was poking holes in basically everything, and... And she kind of ruined it for me, to be honest with you. But we had Lever Sage on, and I had teed up the same cast, and we'd had last week Mike Wilner from the Toronto Star again talking baseball. And he decided he was going to slot himself into those guests, right? Where do I fit on the list? Yeah. He put himself behind Wilner and behind Shulman, but ahead of you. He, he, said he, was, a, he was a bigger guest for Tall Can Audio <laughs> than you were. Well, we can deal with that off air, I <laughs> suppose. But um, yeah, let him, I guess, you know, he, he needs that. So right. we'll, let, let's let him have it. Okay. He's okay. older. Uh, you were, <laughs> okay. 
little elbow there on the way out. Of the, uh, you brought the beers today, man. I did. Yeah. What do we got going for? Uh, what are we starting with? Well, I was feeling like a little bit kitschy and a little bit like I wanted. I wanted a theme to the beer today. Mm-hmm. And given that my Ottawa sixty sevens are. As we sit here Very now. good and yes. in the playoffs yes. against your Oshawa Generals. Who are also in the playoffs. Who are also in the playoffs. <laughs> just snuck right in there. <laughs> Ten games under 500. Ready to make a run. Um, so hockey theme. So we're Not going with a new off. one. I've never tr- I've never had this before. It's called Get the Puck Out. Okay. Get the Puck Out. And it's by Game Time Brewing Company. Or Brew Company. Or Brew Co. If you want to. Sure. Who we discovered was in Thornberry. Yes, it is. Thornberry, Ontario. Uh, Game Time Brew Co. Yeah, so it's a. It's I know a it's Pilsner. Western Ontario. Is it's that a, like Thornbury? Is it like Owen Sound kind of area? Niagara. Sure. Yeah, I just out here waving been at to it. Thornbury? Right. No. Listeners. No one. No one in this room. And let us know at Talking Audio <laughs> if you've been to Thornbury, and tell us what it's like. Yeah. And if this is a brewery that would be worth visiting, right? Once we know where it is, right? Uh, this Chris Pilsner mm-hmm. has had its genesis. On rinkside chats, tourney weekends away, and early morning practices. Okay. Founded in the rinks of Ontario by a group of families bonding over the shared joys and anguish of ho- <laughs> and anguish yeah. of hockey. This beer celebrates these lifelong friendships that will outlast any dream of making it to the show. Almost certain that's correct. Now get the puck out and grab a cold one. Okay. How do you not want to drink that? Right. So I'm all in, and I like a pilsner, man. I, I do. I got the, I got the thrills for the pills today. I brought <laughs> I brought two pilsners over. So. All right, nice. Yeah, for yeah, sure a pilsner. That's a proper pilsner. For sure, it's a pilsner. Not bad. It'll drink easy. Yeah, yeah. What did we say? What the percentage was? On it's this a. One? It's coming in at a very reasonable four points. Okay, four point eight percent. So we can cruise from there, right? Yeah. We should probably talk a little bit about the bet we have going on right now. We definitely should do that. And uh, as you and I sit here it and record like this now. Bet. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, should have asked for odds, maybe, but uh, didn't. So here we are. Um, as you and I sit here now, and we'll keep an eye on it throughout the show, end of the first period, game two, uh, Jenny's and 67's scoreless. Uh, That's game, a win for you guys. Game, right game now. one, uh, Jen's went the entire first period without a shot. Which I don't think have you ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that. that. I've I've worked with the sixty sevens for seven years. I've followed hockey my whole life, and I don't. I mean, it must have happened. It didn't fill me with confidence that (laughs) things were about to go really well for us. Sixty sevens win game one, seven nothing. Uh, So yeah, we will take this scoreless first period, and uh, we'll build on that. We'll we'll go from here. But you know, I've decided to uh, to make a little wager. A couple of uh, local charities and a couple of local beers. That's what playoffs are for, right? Right. Like, have some fun with it. Right. Chirp so, each other. Uh, yeah. I came in. For a good cause. Riding my uh, 10 games under 500 team and said, I'm I'm taking on Hoff. Let's do this Let's thing. Let's go. So uh, if I win, and I will, I will be vindicated. The, the Jennies are going to shock the world. It's going to be, uh, and that 7 nothing game one will we'll just... You know, put that burr in their saddle, and it and it will make the Disney movie that comes from this that much sweeter, right? Like, like when the Hawks beat the Ducks in. in this show is sponsored by hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs today, by the way. Anyway, continue. 
Um, if the Jennies win, you owe me a 12 from uh, the Mill Street Brew Pub fine, here in Ottawa. Fine friend, fine folks and our friends over at Mill Street yeah. Brew Pub. Yeah. And a donation to the Denise House down in Oshawa who supports uh, women and, and children fleeing domestic abuse uh, and, and trying to help them get away from those situations and build a safe, happy, and healthy future. So that's what the Denise House does in Oshawa. Great cause that we wish we didn't need to uh We wish have, didn't have to exist, but, right? Uh, but it does exist and it has to exist. And so uh, we'll support there when we can. And then if, uh, if you win, if. I got... Uh, yeah. It, it it could happen. It could happen. Mark. I'm way too cocky. Now. Uh, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. That's all right. Uh, when you have the season, I that believe, the 67s I believe in did, the boys. Yeah. I believe in the boys. When you have the season, the 67s did. You get to be this confident. So, um, I will give a a 12 to you from the All or Nothing Brewery down in uh, in Oshawa. You make yeah. really nice stuff. Very good beer and a donation to Chio, the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, who. We've uh, fundraised for on this podcast numerous times before. Uh, they do all kinds of good work here in the Eastern Ontario community and happy whenever uh, <laughs> the opportunity presents itself, yeah, which it will. Chio's an incredible place. Um, and I've, yeah, it's always been near and dear to me and I raised, I've raised a bunch of money for them. You, you have done that, um, yes. So uh, yeah, any chance I can I can throw a couple of bucks, bucks their way to keep doing what they're doing, I'm happy to do it. So... If you got an extra dollar or two and, you're, you know, it's, it's that time of year. People are getting their tax returns or whatever. Yeah. You want to do something nice. The Denise House in Oshawa, Chio in, uh, here in Ottawa. Hook it up. Throw a couple bucks their way. You get your it's tax a, money back. You turn it into a tax. You get some money taxable back Taxable donation. Yes. And, like, it's just a great, helpful cycle that you can embark on. There. 100%, man. Uh, how was the weekend? Get up to anything? Well, I watched your uh, Maple Leafs. To hand it to my sends last night, the Saturday night. I watched that too. Um, nothing like getting, you know, sitting down to watch Saturday night hockey between mm-hmm. two Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. But I was, I mean, it is, we're at where we're at with the sends right now. I know we're clinging on to like an alleged mathematical mm-hmm. playoff sure. chance right now, but it's, uh, you guys put a it's dagger a into wet. it. It's still good. It's, it's still, still good. good. <laughs> it's just a little airborne. Right. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, so it, you know, I love you know whatever excuse I have to sit down and watch a watch a hockey game, fantastic. But I was also I was watching it at my favorite spot to mm. have a pint and watch the hockey, which is the Glebe Central Pub. Okay, uh, in my in my hood near yeah. Lansdowne, right? It's like my house, my pub, my work is all kind of on one <laughs> like eight block within stumbling distance. Of yeah, each other. so unfortunately, one of the owners, actually both of the owners, but mainly the one of the two co-owners uh, is a rabid, like rabid Leafs fan. Okay, might, I like this guy. He might he might make you look tame. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, they do a bus from this pub for for a lot of the Sens games yeah. to, to get people there and back. And this time they had two buses full of the, his family, his buddies, Leafs family. And there was <laughs> like just a, a, an insane amount of Leafs fans. They all came back into the pub yep. after the game and feeling good. Yeah, it was it was horrifying. Um that was most most of my weekend. I've taken one of those buses from uh, the lieutenant's pump down on Elgin. Uh, I've done that a couple times. And it's a good idea for these pubs, right? Like, Because you're obviously going to show up. You're going to have a beer or two first before you get on yeah. their bus. And then the bus is going to drop you off right outside their door again. And you're like, obviously hey, going to come go in. Home right, or should right. I? No, it's great. And like the biggest drag about going to uh, to a game when you live you know, down near the core and you're trying to get to Canada is the commuting. The commute. Um, I, I grew up in Canada, so I loved, like, as a kid, going to Sounds Games. It was awesome. You sure. got mom to drop you off out front. You, <laughs> you take an easy cab or whatever. But 
um, yeah, you want to have a f- couple of pops and you want to do so safely. So it's like a bus from anywhere that's that's logical. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, one of the last games I went down to right before the pandemic was Leafs and Sens. And, and the Leafs beat the piss out of them pretty good that night, 5-1 or 5-2 or something. And it was as rabid as I can remember seeing, right? Like the all the entire Leaf contingent leaving the building – this is our house. Right yeah, I, like as a sense fan, you hate it, but of at course. the same time, like I want my like our fan base to be like that. Of course, one day, right? Yeah, like, it's it's a it's a it, as a least fan, it must be great to be able to take over a building and yeah. be like screw you all, we're taking over. There are home. the opposite results where you're kind of sheepishly walking out yeah, while all the sense jerseys are around. Equally, equally yeah. fun, but I yeah. think any fan base dreams of being able to have that kind of yeah. Yeah, Monopoly my, in a visiting sure. place. And the Leafs have like multiple, like when they go out west, when they go to Detroit or Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's like just, we're, uh, uh, the Red Blacks for me is when we go to Montreal and we got like yes. a, a couple hundred fans that show sure, up in yeah. Montreal, which is like small scale, but like and that just yell, makes you so like they, excited. They punch so. above their weight when they go. We can hear them on TV. Absolutely. They, so like that's on, that's on a much smaller scale, but yeah. it's a great thing to be followed to other cities. My weekend was, uh, I'll be honest with you, man, nothing short of awesome. I had a friend of mine visit that, uh, you know, we've been close and for a very long time, but she had lived in the, she moved down to the U S about 2018, 2019. And so we stayed in touch a bit. And then the pandemic, like you couldn't cross back and forth easily anyway. And then, you know, it's, it's not easy in the best of times trying to travel to visit. And so she was able to, uh, to come up this weekend and just one of those people that like, it's been five and a half years, but like, as soon as you, you walk in the door, right it's like nothing's it. ever changed, right? Nothing's yeah. happened. You're just having the same stupid inside jokes that you ever did and laughing at dumb shit. It, it was a blast, man. No, that's the best to have friends. Like I have a friend who lives in Calgary the same way. We went to school together, so I only ever see her, you know, every couple of years now. Um, but every time I do, it's like the same thing, like the same stupid shit we made, like talked yeah. about in school, the same, yeah, inside jokes. So you just right. jump right back into the, those are the best friends to yeah. have. Cause you don't need to do any of the preamble. Like, of course. What you been up to? Where you been? Just like, let's go back. Yeah, no, she walks in the door. You're like, you remember that stupid time? Where we, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a messy weekend, right? Things were consumed. Well, it happens. Yeah. And, uh, we went out on, uh, on Saturday night to St. Louis bar and grill. Ooh. Because they normally do a nice job for a Sens game, and it's extra rambunctious usually with a Leaf crowd sure. in there too. Had some wings. Yeah, mm. it wasn't a great atmosphere though. Like uh, we didn't stay all that long. Um, we ate. The food was awesome, but they just for what. I, and I don't blame Sens fans, right? Like it's hard to get ramped up at this point. Your season's over, and you're getting beat, and you're whatever. So it happens. I've been on the other side of that, but um, yeah, that was a bit of a, a disappointment. That's too bad, <laughs> but. The weekend in general, fucking awesome. It was, yeah. was A+. Plus. Well, that's good to hear. For sure, man. So I'm feeling refreshed, feeling inflated by that, right? Uh, yeah, it's been a good weekend. Um, let's get into a little bit of the uh, of that Leafs and Sens game. <laughs> what did, uh, I thought, for the most part in the first period, Sens carried the play and just couldn't break through. Um, it, and then the Leafs sort of found their legs. It's Would, been like that for us a bunch this year. Like, well, we have, like, I don't know what the number of games we've outshot our opponents and still lost. Right. Um, goaltending's been a big ass issue for us since. Well, and the guys, depth on the blue line right now. Well, with that's, the injuries. that's the latest issue. Yes. Goal, goaltending has been the thing until we start losing guys like Shabbat and Chikrin yeah. and Hamanick. And yeah. you're just all of a sudden you're calling new guys like you signed Clevin. 
you know, last yep. week, and yep. all of a sudden you're like, hey, bud, step up. We're apparently still in the hunt for a p- potential spot here in the playoffs, but you're going to have cute. to. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Let me have my thing. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, the, I mean, I thought it was good too. Like, first period, you can get at it. It was scoreless after one, mm-hmm. I believe. And um, yeah, again, we were looking like we just were one goal away. And I always feel like that because I'm. Naive and An shameless optimist, when it comes to yeah. my sense, but it's <laughs> you just feel like if you just break through that one time, you're going to be good to go. And we just can't when it matters games that you absolutely have to win. Well, was it the second goal that the Leafs scored that was short side on Sogard? And yeah, you're like, ah, oh, that's a backbreaker, yeah. right? Like he's yeah. got to have that. And, and I, I know feel, he's a young I feel guy, bad but... for Sogard too because he's this is not where he's supposed to be no. right now. Like there's no no, you know, you don't lose Forsberg to. Two MCL, two. like who does two. Who both their on MCLs? one play blows both MCLs. And, out. You know, Talbot was out for a while. He came back and was terrible in his first uh, first start back the yeah. other night. Yeah. Um, and against Philly, like you, you give up. Like I don't know, they had like fifteen shots and they scored on f- <laughs> four of them. Uh, still ideal. squeaked out an overtime win, yeah. but shit, like that's not gonna that doesn't inspire confidence. So I like, I, you feel bad for the goalies right now. Cause they've been, you know, either hurt or getting called up or like we have another Sogard's apparently under the weather, uh, for this game in Columbus, uh, tonight on Sunday. And so they've called up, uh, Maryland blue jackets. Yeah. Like April, you know, that's a barn burn. Yeah. It's a, on a Sunday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now we've got like, I don't know, like we're calling him our fifth or sixth string goalie dressing yeah. as a backup tonight. So it's, it's tough goal. That's been a, you get some a few more saves during the season. I think you know a couple more. We're a few more wins ahead at this point than you're actually talking about pushing yeah. for the wild card spot. And well, you and I sat here around this time, maybe a little bit later last year, and again after the Sens made their moves, bringing in Debrinket, right, and bringing in Cam Talbot and Claude Giroux. And I remember saying to you then, like I said to so many people, like the Sens finished thirty points out. It's a lot to make up in one year, and then this year. Um, they have another kind of slow start. It wasn't was, it, great. It's the start that kills you. It like really is because now you're digging out of a hole. Because they really year. more often than not in the back half of the season they've played. That's right. Solid, solid hockey. And Josh Norris being out again doesn't help at all. Like that was a punch they needed to have. Yeah. In but the every lineup. team's going to have a star player get hurt yep. at some point. You have to be able to yep. to deal with that. So no too. excuses about it. But I'm I'm curious what you think of the season in general because they have played. Some meaningful games. They got close a couple times, uh, you know, within a few points of the playoffs and then fell back again. Would you say, given everything that they did last summer and the hype that came into this season, was this season successful in your mind? I think it started out not so much that way. I think I was surprised by the the slowness of the start and just the difficulty of just getting back to around 500. That yeah, was, yeah. that wasn't part of the plan. Cause I think like, <laughs> like adding Giroux, you know, that was awesome. He's had a, he's had a great year. You had a guy like Debrinkat who is, you know, by, if you look at Twitter, which is, <laughs> I wasn't scared to say, but <laughs> I mean, he's had, I guess a slower year than when people wanted. He's not going to hit that 40 goal mark like he did in Chicago, but, yeah. um, He's had a really good year and he's been effective and he's gone on some, you know, there's been some slumps there for him. But overall, I think he's a really good addition. I don't want to pay him $8 million a year. Right. Uh, I don't think. Uh, no. But, you know, good. good and he's going to want significantly more than like, I, I'd be surprised if he would even consider less than nine. Yeah. See, that scares me. Yeah. It would scare me too. Yeah. And uh, like in the six, six and a half. Maybe, like <laughs> no shot. No. Seven. I don't know. I'd be a terrible, uh, terrible negotiator yeah. for sports contracts, but, um, you know, a guy like Stutzla is just 
I'm so excited to see the next. His contract going to turn into a steal. Oh yeah, he's like that's just awesome. Um, and spe- uh, DeBrick had fought the other night. That was crazy, <laughs> and it was it was like a pretty good tilt too. So like I like some With of those little fists of fury. Like maybe he's just like fight. He's fighting for a contract. <laughs> um, but so I'll, like I really like I like the group a lot. I like you know Shabbat's had a down year for sure, mm-hmm. um, which is. A little bit concerned. I wonder what he is because he had it down year last it's year. It's tough too. to it's tough to say what he's. Yeah, yeah. What Chikrin, he's I think, to, is but... a nice pickup. I was a little concerned that he was another left-handed shot. Like how who's moving? How are you yeah. going to figure that? out? But he's a good player, and I liked the i I liked the trade. I had I did a podcast on that at the time. That in terms of what Ottawa gave up to get him, thought it was a really good deal. Yeah. Whether he was the right guy to give that up for. I think is a fair debate, yeah. but you have a good player now in your system and, and somebody will move, whether it's him made, or like, that's, what's frustrating about this year. Cause there have been like the Chikrin deal was great mm-hmm. like, for me. Like, get it. But again, he's, you know, he's been known as, as a little injury prone in yep. his career to date. And sure enough, he's back, yep. back on the shelf. But like, you like what you've seen from him early on. And again, 100%. it's not a huge long-term, long-term commitment at this point, but, um, Yeah. I think they've made some good deals. I think this team is going in the right direction. I just think this year has been kind of weird. Injuries have been weird. And here we are, another sad sense fan, just waiting to miss the playoffs again. Gorgeous. But we're so close. I love really to see feel it. like it's they're so close to <laughs> to figuring this thing out a little bit more consistently. That consistency has been their biggest issue this year, I think. By the time game one of the regular season starts next fall and the Sens are opening up, uh, they will almost certainly – well, there will be new ownership in place. Yeah. Will Pierre Dorian still be GM? Man, I don't know. Will DJ don't, Smith still be coach? I, I I have a hard time seeing them bringing back DJ. Yeah. I just think you need a guy to, and I hate it's all time. I, I never would advocate for. No. I've, or I, I mean, never. I shouldn't say that. Scott, <laughs> as I have, but I don't like advocating for anybody to get fired. Right. Um, just because, like, I work in sports and it sucks and it's, like, just, you know, it's not yeah, a good thing. Yeah, people but, have families. But and I think if you look at a guy like DJ, I don't, you know, he's done some great things to kind of get the sense to this point. I don't know if he's the one to get them to that next step. Right. And then you look back at, like, Jacques Martin, who's, you know, brought Ottawa really far along but couldn't get over that next yes. hump. He got them to make the playoffs for the first time ever. The kind of hump called Toronto. Like, he just, there was that, you know, and so they had to move on. And yep. obviously, we haven't gotten far past, we've, you know, well, had, past that hump a couple, a couple times. Conference but, finals, a cup final. Yeah. yeah. But you eventually just need to move on from a coach mm-hmm. that, you know, not for any real dramatic reason, just that you need someone that's going to get you to the next, the next step. So we'll, we'll see. The GM one, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't have a huge issue with Pierre Dorian. Um, I think he's made some good deals this year. I think, again, fresh blood sometimes if you're going to reset, reset the franchise. New ownership's going to want to bring in their own I think people. they're, and we look at that like any, like you bring in a new GM, they usually are going to want to bring in their yep. own coaching staff. Yep. Um, you bring in a head coach, they're probably going to get rid of the assistants too because they want to bring in their own people. So that, you know, that makes sense. And if they, I'm open to the Sens vision because we're, you know, it, this is such a pivotal point for mm-hmm. for the franchise. If you talk about the ownership and just the new arena eventually, and um, it's an important decision for this team at this point in their in their history. So I'm excited, but also like, just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I was interested to see, you know, from a Toronto end of things in over the course of the weekend that going into Ottawa. They gave Samson off the start there and saved Matt Murray for the second half back at home. And mainly because 
it's become a bit of a story with the Leafs that Samsonov at home is like 18-2-2. and Like he just doesn't lose at home. But you're sort of like, I kind of he's below 500 on the road. We need you to figure that like, out, right? Yeah, that's an interesting one. But do they, also, do they also look at who knocks the net off intentionally more oh, often? Fuck, here we go. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that's a happens factor. a couple times on national TV in the U.S. And suddenly Matt Murray is the poster child for. But he he's been better on the road than at home. And you almost get to a point, and it sounds ridiculous, and I still think it probably is. But like. Going into the playoffs against Tampa, would you just start Samsonov at home and start Murray on the road? And is there something to that? Or is it just weird splits? Sometimes crazy shit happens throughout the season. And they asked Sheldon Keefe about that last week. And he's like, we don't really know yet what to make of it, but I am aware of it. Like, I, it has like my it's attention. In, it's in his mind. Right. Yeah. It has my attention that this has become a... So clearly... You know, they could have just as easily started Murray in Ottawa again this week. He was pretty good last or two weeks ago in Ottawa uh, in that shootout game where yep. Toronto gave up 50-some-odd shots and Murray stopped 48 of them uh, and went in the... You could have done that again, and then Samsonov plays the next night back at home against Detroit. But I, it, it, it feels to me like a conscious choice. No, Samsonov's going to go play on the road. Murray's going to play at home, and we're going to... F- Try and figure this out over the last couple of weeks. Is this a thing or is it just kind of randomness in the results? Do you think there's anything, you know? I don't think that you can go into the playoffs. This is our home guy and this is our no, road guy. I, I, like, I mean, I get the impulse to like at least sure. think about it. At because, least look yeah, at sure, it. Like the numbers, but I mean, when have we, what was the last time you saw something like that? Never. Happen? No. Never. So I... I have a hard time. Like you've time. seen lots of teams use two goalies, but never based on the location no, of and the game. You ride your guy and like you like the playoffs, you need you it's all about building momentum, yeah. right? Like you need a guy to have you know, like somebody's gotta get workload. Like obviously if the guy's, you know, banged up a little bit or whatever and or had a rough game and you want to mix it up, then that's normal normal hockey stuff. But yeah, to say like the, the, you're playing the road games, <laughs> you're playing the home games. It's weird I, though. I I don't know if the Leafs are in a first round position to make a weird ass call like that <laughs> no the Leafs have to just do the traditional sense of like we, there's a lot of jobs on the line in Toronto for this two weeks against Tampa Bay coming up yeah it was made official on Saturday but we've all known since Christmas was the matchup right Toronto was going to yeah, play Tampa big, big mystery right with Boston just running away with the division it was left for what the hell happened to the Bruins this, this year this was supposed to be the fallback year it all ridiculous. starts to they're getting old you know whatever nah, yeah <laughs> Ottawa's about the only team in the league who seems to keep holding them tight like they've had some good battles with uh with the Bruins the Sens have oh yeah I yeah. mean the Bruins are one of those teams that you never really know what you're gonna what you're gonna get out of sometimes them, matchups are just weird right yeah, matchups make but fights. it's been a that's been some year for them. But yeah, Leafs in Tampa. Uh, it, yeah, I'm nervous a bit, man. I should And be. more than a bit because they've given me much reason to be. So um, it's been interesting. And I, I do think, though, it was it was cool to, or, you know, noteworthy to see that they made this choice this weekend with the goaltending splits. As we sit here now, we don't know how Matt Murray does against Detroit. Uh, that game hasn't uh, is still a couple hours away. But they forced Samsonov onto the road and Murray at home. And I think there's something to that, right? Like, let's see if yeah, we well, can let's, over the, let's, dispel this a like little. Like, we're not going to lose anything by doing it now. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's try and prove to ourselves, if nothing else, that this is just randomness. Yeah, so. I would be trying to to mix that up a little yeah. bit at this point. And yeah, then, for sure. Um, yeah, then who knows what you guys do going into the playoffs. That's at this uh, point, I uh, 
I don't know how you don't start Samsonov. He's been the more consistent guy. He's been the healthier guy. He's been good all year. To get hurt. Right. But they clear, clearly last summer brought in Matt Mori, Murray. Why can't I suddenly not? Matt Mori. Mori. Need to see him play Mori. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've reached that point of the show. That's a yellow card. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you know, they, they clearly brought him in for that playoff experience. We'll see. Like, uh, do you put that guy on the bench? I, at this point, though, I think Samsonov's earned the yeah, I come game one. I think he's your guy. I, I think I would agree with you, Matt. There's, you know, Murray's still an inconsistent guy, mm-hmm. and like both by his, with his play and his ability to be in there for be you. in the game yeah. because of you know health issues. So I right. don't know. That's a tough one. But you got this. Like, better make the right decision. I know. There's no real room for error. People will burn Toronto to the ground, <laughs> metaphorically. Hopefully, Hopefully, only metaphorically. No, no one in Toronto rides. They, like, you see, there's a an there's ESPN too much traffic. Thirty for thirty. Going to be done on the Vancouver riots. Yeah, I'm so excited. I saw I'm going to watch the shit out of that. They, I saw they finished like production on yeah. it. So hopefully that's that's coming out soon because that's good. That was bonkers. it's going to be sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on over at uh, a TD Place outside of the actual on ice product right now. I've gotten some questions, especially from people who knew you were coming on, about the state of this kind of redevelopment, right, in a new arena for the 67s and and what this was going to look like. As far as you know. Is this thing still on path, like, and still on schedule? And and um, what is that schedule? And and what does this redevelopment look like? What's it going to include over at, at uh, over at Lansdowne? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's such a big big project that it always takes a little bit longer than everyone would like to to see things actually start moving around, moving along, and having actual shovels in the ground. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm no one's more excited than people that work there i think to get this thing going and i it it is as i understand it on track in terms of the how the phases are going to go and that how they're going to go um again in theory because nothing's ever guaranteed when it comes to major developments like or you know yeah partial developments i'm not sure what we call this one because it's (laughs) not the whole site but so the idea is that we're going to rebuild the arena which is Uh, currently under the north stands yeah currently under the north stands awesome Place like the place has got so much character, but it's was built in the sixties, right? And it just needs to be it needs to it's be replaced. Yeah, so it it's it's, it's time. Um, and so the idea is to build the new rink basically into the hill in the east end zone of the football field, so over towards end. the river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the park's there now. And then it's gonna like the idea is, again is to have like, a smaller footprint, so it's gonna be kind of built into that hill instead of you know on top of it, and you can maintain a lot of that green space that's that's already there. And that nice view you have, like on a Friday night game, kind of like totally. Yeah. And you're gonna come out, and like there's gonna be you know this fan deck in the arena that's gonna look out onto the field, under the football field. So it's gonna really be integrated with where the football field is mm-hmm. now. So that's that's phase one. Uh, phase and and the the important part about phase one is that we're going to build the arena before we knock down the north stands with the old arena in it. So the 67s aren't going to be, or what, and whatever other we're events going we back have in there. Canada right. Because uh, Canada, you know, it had to happen, but it just, it was, it was tough on was, the fan base and the franchise. So, yeah. So, so the arena is going to be built and then the old one will come down along with the north stands for phase two and the north stands are going to be rebuilt. Um, 
be a little bit of a disruption in the sense that we're obviously not going to have those big north stands there for a, a, a season or two. Um, so at that point, are we looking at like kind of the aluminum roll-in temporary? I think it'll be something like that. There's going to be some. We have those field-level seats still yeah. that aren't part of – like they're not attached to the north stand, so they don't have to come down right, okay. with it. And then, yeah, I know they're looking at options on on you know how to maximize our our capacity while – you know, going through something that obviously is going to take some of that capacity away for a little bit because it's how many seasons do you think that is an impact on the football team? I think it's going to be two seasons. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that because it's a, no. you know it's a renovation, of course. Um, so Things you know, go wrong. So it's yeah. So it's a, it's a major thing. But again, those stands have been around for a long time, and it's time for you know them to match the. The newness of the other side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, north side. side. <laughs> everything I do is on the south side. Yeah, so yeah. Like it's, that's, you know, the press box is over there. The yeah. locker rooms are over there. All, all the stuff's on the south side. So yeah. I don't get involved in the debate, but I spent most of my <laughs> most of my life on the south side. Right. Um, and then the third phase would be to have the residential towers and and re, you know rebuilt retail on the on those you know along that that stretch of road in front of the in front of the stadium. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a mix of you know mixed use residential towers, including a you know affordable housing space, and um, yeah, just more more opportunities for people to live in that area and live at a at a bustling spot like Lansdowne. Honestly, yeah, to go with the uh, the condo that's there already. So you're looking at like a you know several years, obviously, before all of that gets done. Mm-hmm. And um, so that residential space, like there's already some on yeah. kind of the south side, yeah. right? People looked at. Will this be almost more tied into the actual building, like on the north side, or will there still be kind of some space between? Yeah, I mean, again, like plans are plans can change over yeah. time, but the idea is to have those new buildings coming right out of the north stands. Wow, yeah. So it you yeah, get us a deal it, there, a little studio space. See, anything? like there's lots of lots. It's going to be lots of options like right. that. I think you'd be right at home in a hundred percent like that. So. Um, I, I think it's great. Like I have a yeah. couple friends that have spot that have places in the condo at Lansdowne now, and just yeah. to not that I ever can go there for a Red Blacks game because I'm <laughs> little, down little on the field. But um, it's such a, you know if you're if you're a sports fan and you know especially if you're a football or soccer fan, it's uh, it's a really cool place to live. Sure. And now we're gonna have you know there'll be more opportunities for retail, more restaurants, more you know all of that just to to you know further expand on what's going on at Lansdowne these days. Right. So obviously there's a lot of steps to go through still. Uh, but the first step will be getting, you know, everything approved and finalized and getting in the shovels in the ground on the new new rink and mm-hmm. then uh, kind of go from there every couple of years with the next phase. What's happening right now around the Red Blacks? Free agency has obviously slowed down the hustle and bustle, all the news of, of people moving all over the place. Uh, training camp, not too far off. No, we're like, we're it's April 2nd today. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at the draft in exactly a month. Right. Um so that's going to be the next the next significant thing for us. This will be Bob Dice's first full camp running the show. It will be, and yeah. then yeah, camp starts with uh, with the rookies. I think on May tenth, and then the rest of the guys come and, and start a couple days later with, with the full group. So like we're really we're really getting there now. So I'm I'm excited between the sixty sevens being on what hopefully is going to be a long playoff run right. and the Red Blacks getting going. Uh, myself and my my second in command, Brandon Mackey, are yeah. going to be. Uh, exceptionally busy busy, but like what better way to be busy right what is how often does it come up right now obviously results for the last couple years haven't been what anyone either in the organization or the fan base have wanted them they've been terrible Matt right and yet there's been this benefit of the doubt 
that is still being given to this organization. And everyone from fans on down, like the organization will obviously say all the positive things that they're going to say. But fans keep saying, and I'm one of them. It's a great place to watch a football game on a Friday night or, or a Saturday afternoon or something. The vibe is great. The staff do an awesome job. But they just keep losing at home. You don't want to lose anywhere. But, like, how much of a point of conversation is it right now around that, that we we have to give some pretty loyal season ticket holders and, and fans here a better product at home? Because, frankly, everything but what's happened on the field is still very well regarded, still fantastic. Like, everything I see online, our listeners that talk to me, still, it's fun to go, but... You know, how long can you ask people to keep walking out of there going, yeah, it was it was a fun night, but we lost again, right? No, that's the thing. I think that's the main conversation. Yeah. Um, we talk about it a lot, both, you know, as a business, because obviously from the business, the business side, it's like we have to win at home. Right. Um, you just don't have the same, like the fans are amazing. Yeah. But again, you can't keep treating I'm not, them to. I'm less likely to buy a hat this Friday if 100%, we just keep losing. You might still go right? to the games, yeah. but you may not have that, you know, third beer. Right. Buy the jersey. You may and, force me to have the third beer. <laughs> well, that, it, could go, it right. could go either way. Depends on how you handle it. Well, no, your, we're talking about a lot in the team. I, like, the players are pissed that they have, like, it hasn't come together at home. There's not really a explanation for no. it. They just, it's one of those things that just hasn't gone the right way over the last couple of years. And so, yeah, the, 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 I mean, the focus is to win games of generally, but sure. there, I think it's in everyone's mind because everyone's aware of it and everyone was f- so frustrated by it last season. Um, so yeah, we talk about it. We talk about it a fair amount, especially in my world, which kind of straddles the business and, yes. and, and sports side, um, yeah, you're I get it from every end. Like yes. I taught, like I have, yeah. like I don't know how many people I know that have tickets to the Red Blacks. Like it's it's a, it's a lot, and I hear they're not like subtle either. Like right. it's not like oh I know Hoff, so I'm going to be like beat around the bush on no. this. They'll text me and be like, "What the I'm fuck is going this. on? Yeah, like, let's yeah. get going." So um, yeah, I mean, again, I always say like nobody wants it. I know the fans want it, but nobody wants it more than the people right. in this building that that do this every day for for a living, whether you're a player or staff. So it's like it's got to happen. And I'm, this season, free agency was great. Um, Sean Burke is just an awesome guy to to work with and work for, and to watch. You know how what put him put his stamp on on what this team's going to look like. But I'm so friggin' excited to have Bob Dice running the show from right from the beginning this year because uh, Bob's just. Bob's just a legend. Tell me a little bit about that guy because he's been running special teams here. He moves up now. He's going to run the show after Lapo steps away. There was a lot of people online, uh, and I get it. You can't always listen to the fans. But the fans that I follow were like, glad to see him have the interim job down the stretch here to finish out the season. But I hope he gets a fair shot at this, right? There's a lot of respect for Dice out there. What is it that makes uh, fans and, and players like... What makes Bob Dice the right guy to do this job right now, and what makes him so popular? He's he's one of those guys that you know what you're getting with. He's just he's he's got this interesting mix of being a player's coach, but also one of the more intense people you've ever met. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I've never seen a guy like blow a fuse on the sideline like coaches quite the way Bob does. Like, <laughs> he's loud and angry, but incredibly articulate when right. he does it. And it's like it's made me. Crack like most up. of us lose it's our vocabulary. Me cr- it's made me crack up so many times. So I'm like, man, if I was that pissed, I wouldn't be able to get like three syllables together. No, I got and six words in my vocabulary at that level. Of yeah, like off. he's just like he's got some legendary 
moments that way. But he's also just one of those coaches who's just like it, it. He gives it absolutely everything he's got in his brain to make yeah. players better, and he loves it. And you can you can feel the passion that he coaches with. And again, goes to his, his intensity as a coach. Like he just he never misses anything. He knows, like even as a special teams coordinator, he was always like kind of keenly aware of everything that was going on on the field. Right. He's been a head coach before, uh, as an interim head coach with with Saskatchewan mm-hmm. before he came to Ottawa. So he's done it. Um, and yeah, it's just it's one of those things. They're just some people are just the you're they draw you're drawn to them, and players are like that with Bob. Um, he's a guy that you like to play or to work for but you really don't want to fuck things up <laughs> because he is he does demand a lot out of his people and you so you want to just like you want to work for him because you like right he's just one of those it's hard to explain he's just one of those guys that just kind of gets the best out of his play like the players i heard from so many of the players during the coaching thing and it was basically all like it's got to be dice man right right um so again he's been in the league a long time he's He's an experienced guy, and he well, it almost his give a shit meter is just is just massive off the fucking charts. Yeah, and, and almost not that these players aren't working hard or aren't accountable, but once they stand up for him too, you're like well, then you better go get this done now, right? Like, yeah, we've we've given you kind of that support you want. We've given you the guy you want. So I'm intrigued by that. Look, we got a bunch of stuff still I want to talk about, but I got one more for you on the Red Blacks, and that is the health of Jeremiah Masoli coming into this season. Um, you could almost see, was it week three when he went down? Week two? Yeah. It was brutal. And any team that loses its starting quarterback is in trouble immediately. But you do your best and you you try and hold out some hope that they can pull this thing together. But the team was just obviously never the same. And you knew it was a long shot at best that Masoli would be back during the 2022 season. But where is he at now? What's his attitude like right now? What's his approach at coming into training camp this year? Uh, where are we at with Jeremiah Masoli right now? He is good to go. He is like I've I've seen him a few times over the off season. I actually we ran into each other bowling um, <laughs> over March As break. You do. Oh, yeah. Over March break, I had my stepsisters at bowling while they were off school. He had his kids there, right. and he comes over. He's like, "Thought that was you." <laughs> <laughs> five um, or ten pin Hoff. What I, are we doing here? It, it was five. It pin. was five pin. Um, right. I don't know if you can find ten pin in the city anymore. Oh, it's really it's eh? hard. To, okay. It's hard to come by. I wasn't ever getting um, good at ten I, pin. I only chirped him a little bit when I saw one shot. I was like, "It's a good thing you're good at throwing a football." <laughs> Throw that overhand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's great. Like you, you, you look at him, you never know there's anything wrong. Yeah. I, I, not sure if he's officially been fully cleared for everything. I think I like best of my knowledge, he's just he's good to go and ready to come into camp. He says he feels great mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's going to be full steam ahead with, with Jeremiah. And then, um, we've got Nick Arbuckle yep. and, and a few young guys kind of behind, behind him. But, uh, it's, you know, going into a quarterback room with those two guys is uh, to start the season. Like Nick came in late last season. That was, yes. you know, not an, in a not optimal. No, he was in a tough spot. Situation. So, um, so having both them from the get go healthy. I think is is a great situation to be in because you've got a you've got a one two punch there. Obviously, Soli's coming in as as the guy, but um, and he's going to be hungry, right? Like after missing all last year, he's like, as hungry as you're ever going to see anybody. Yeah, I mean, he was like we were all. So, I've never I've never been angry like that um, when he went down. No, oh, that Nate Barr rant we've played on this show a couple times. Hundred like, percent. Everyone just it was it, yeah. the most raw kind of <laughs> yeah anger that I've ever felt from that group and my, myself included. Like everyone right. wanted to scream or 
fight or whatever. <laughs> like it was, it was a weird, weird night. But, um, you know, Jeremiah was around a lot once he got, he had some issues with his surgery. He had a yeah. infection and then had to go. But once he was mostly recovered, he was back like, you know, in a cast and a walking boot, all that. He was around the team. Guys just love the, love the man and, um, see him step foot on the field again to start the season. the R, cool little series. Right. Like, jo- like that's, that's the Josh, best thing. Like yeah. Josh, Josh just put together something that way. That's so, so good, man. so special. And you see, and like, we don't censor anything. Like it was a bad no. season. Yep. So here it is. A lot of bad shit happened, including Jeremiah going down and like here. Cause like, I mean, in a perfect world, we go from that to like this monumental success story this coming season. Sure. So we want to have that rags to riches. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And we want to have all that in the can. And like, there's so much stuff that Josh has that hasn't been used yet. Like the, his archives stuff. I mean, some stuff will never get used, no. um, but you get but as much as you can. He and just, yeah, he gets, yeah. he's there and he's put together a little team, especially on game days. And, um, there's going to be a lot more to come on that front. Uh, and, and Josh and I travel together with the team, um, on the road. So I'm just so fired up to get back out there this year with, with him and the boys. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Josh was on the show within the last couple of months and, uh, take it, took us behind the scenes on that, behind the R series that he put together. So if you haven't had a chance to a check out that episode of the podcast, it's a talkinaudio.com and just search behind the R on YouTube and watch the, the things he put together as like, I, he had help, no question. And he was the first to say, not but, a lot of help, but as the brains behind it, as the guy who mapped it out and put it together, you're talking like NFL films the, quality. The only help shit, Josh right? had with the actual, like, like creating the series was he'd have a couple guys on game days shooting with him to get other, right. get other angles. But as far as like the, like mapping out what it's going to look the like, story arc, the everything. shooting, the editing, yes. all of that, it, it's all him. Like obviously the, the, you know, our content team has conversations about like, and a lot of people see it before mm-hmm. it's, before it's sure. the light of day, but, um, it's, it, it's all him, man. And it's like, he loves it. Most he was of the such time. an interesting guest to have in here and just, as I'm asking him, take me through this. What you can see the wheels turning as he goes back through it yeah. and how he put it all together. I don't really know. He does it, man. Guy. He's got he's got like four kids. Yeah. Um. He's it looks like super dad. Like he's always like his kids are his top thing of all course, the time. Yeah. But he somehow I don't he doesn't sleep. <laughs> he does energy drink reviews reviews a lot. He so asked, I actually think he doesn't sleep. We talked about that when he came in. He was like, "I hope you don't mind. I'm going to pass on the beer. I will have an energy drink yep. or two because I'm going home to do like six more hours." It's very on brand. <laughs> he not like I don't know. I, I really don't know how he does it. He's he just he's came in and turned the whole content thing on its head in the best mm. way possible. Uh, Josh O'Connor. He was on Talking Audio. He did behind the art. Check both of those out. Uh, so we'll give a little update here. Apparently, two one. For your Ottawa 67s at this point. Over it the is. After Rams. two periods of play, we've got a goal from Will Giroir and uh, Logan Morrison, who's our, one of our big uh, trade deadline acquisitions. Right. Paying off here. Chipping in nicely. But you guys scored. We got a goal. We're yeah. on the board. All right. We're still so, 20, 20 minutes to go, looking to take a 2 nothing lead in the series. At uh, which point, I probably at least start looking at what I'm going to order from All or Nothing. Yeah, like. you know, you just take a, take a glance at the <laughs> yeah. menu. But... Um, yeah, and hopefully, you know, uh, you always want to sweep a series, but yeah. I'd I'd like to sweep it just so we can move back to our to our home rank here because we've been playing yeah, yeah. Gatno for the first couple games, which has been great. Beautiful arena. These. Did I hear that your in arena announcer also sang the anthem? He, Mike Sutherland, yeah. known as Sudsy, yeah, former CFL O lineman, yep, and our PA Your announcer. Ottawa. He is the man behind the Mushwa. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently Sudsy can sing because okay. he's like belted out the national anthem at the game today and uh, sounds great. <laughs> Freaking legend. So big wins, big wins on on and off the ice. Uh, let's hope there's another big win coming here in the studio. You've got uh, a second beer for us here. What are we going with this time, man? Sticking with the hockey-adjacent, hockey-ish theme, <laughs> uh, we've got something from the Bench Brewing Company. Uh, mm-hmm. It's their Oaked Pilsner. Okay. We're staying with the pills today. Yeah. All right. Um, there's a theme. This one is described as crisp and refreshing. This premium pilsner, like pilsner features... Noble hop character and unique rustic complexity from the use of oak. Okay. We're not so, really up for complexity around here. <laughs> I don't know what oak's going to taste like, but the ingredients are water, malted barley, hops, oak chips, and yeast. See, I'm, when I, before I knew anything about beer, right, when I was first getting started and I didn't like Guinness, mm. it, was, it tastes like wood. It this tastes might, like this wood. one might actually <laughs> taste like wood. So we'll see what that's all about from the Bench Brewing Company. Smells like beer. It does smell like beer. Yeah. It doesn't smell like wood. Well, I like that. Yeah. It's different than the last one. It is. It doesn't have the same kind of. I guess it's oak. Oaky? I guess it's oak. It has an added. Do you get the oaky notes? Uh, Notes. Love some notes, man. Always uh, get lots of notes on Twitter. People. (laughs) uh, uh, No, this one is a slightly different Pilsner feel to it. I, I guess it's. What they're saying is the oak, right? There's something yeah. kind of in the middle. It's not right up front. It's not on the tail. No, it's kind it's of right. nice. I don't, yeah. I don't mind that at all. And it, this hit comes in at a, at a very reasonable average 5%. Okay. Okay. Uh, as uh, Again, as we sit here now, uh, your Blue Jays down 7-3 to three in the fourth inning to ah. the St. Louis Cardinals uh, in the rubber match of that series. But it's been an interesting weekend, man. We're starting to see the implementation of the pitch clock of the larger bases. One of the most interesting things I saw coming out of opening day was that last year, uh, opening day 2022, there were five successful base stealing attempts. This year, there was 21. Wow. And some of that is knowing that the pitcher can't disengage as many times, right, to throw over to first. Some of it is the larger bases that makes the, the journey between when you try to steal just a little bit shorter. There was a 91.3 success rate of catchers um, or of stolen attempts, like catchers not being able to to throw out a guy trying to steal second. I love a stolen base attempt in baseball. Because there's so few like, like really exciting parts of the game. Like somebody out there just running wild. It's like the is, quickest part yeah. of the game, really. And it's He's just going. such a, yeah. 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 And no, that, I didn't even think about that. But the, And so the pitch clock, which I really like, yeah. so it, it keeps going if he... Checks the runner at first. So you are only allowed to throw over twice is the thing. Oh, so if you throw no over what. once, right, you can throw a third time, but if he's not, like if you don't get him, it's a it's just a balk. Like he, he gets to move to second, the guy at the oh, plate gets like to move to first. Lot. So it's moving things along, but I almost wonder if like, and we'll see as things move along, but a 91% steal success rate is going to change the game completely. Guys will just be out there going yeah it's like, huge i wonder and i wonder what catchers are gonna do to, or like can they do anything like can they just do you even just not bother throwing because you risk throwing it out into center you field if you miss, it, or yeah. do you throw a lot more right? where the guy's not stealing? yeah this is gonna be fascinating to watch man the, but the, the pitch clock i like the pitch clock a lot because baseball games can be 
excruciatingly so long. long. Yes. Yeah. Like a and good game if it carries on, fine. Yeah. But there's so many dumb I don't games. Need a five, just, I don't need a five-hour. Like, well, anytime you walk into Fenway or Yankee oh. Stadium, it's, it was guaranteed four hours. And there's just and so much. Like, there's so many theatrics behind. Yeah, it's <laughs> like all like just stop. Like pit, fucking pitch. Right. Like just you know get get it going. No right. one wants to. No one wants to be here all night. And the like, average again, game it, length this weekend from opening weekend last year is down like 21 minutes, which is. Which is massive. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it no. in one weekend, that's a huge can average. You, can to you move. imagine if you took twenty one minutes off an NHL game? Right. It would be like an OHL game, which yes. is which is a very a great length because you don't you don't have the same amount of TV timeouts and all and right. all that stuff. So I don't know. I like you don't want to make it too short. No. But you I want don't want people to spend the same amount for your ticket and to come to a yes. game and feel like they saw a whole game without right. feeling like you're like the product's being rushed. But this, I think, was a no brainer for baseball. Yeah, like if you can move the average game length from three oh five to two forty five or something, like that's fun. We're now back into that window I expected of a pro sports and was thing. was so, the, the bigger bases was that like I'm, I'm not the biggest baseball yeah. follower in the world as much as I like the Jays, but the, right. base, the bigger bases was a safety thing. Part of it, right? Because. If I got a foot on the bag yeah. while I'm reaching out from the shortstop, throwing across. You've seen some gruesome injuries. Right. From that like people stepping on each yeah. other and whatever. So it gives a little more space on the bag for, you know, the guy running down the baseline and the, the first baseman mainly, right, reaching out, trying to, to get the ball or reach back. And t- so, those those big, like, orange and white bags, like having, like, beer league baseball, <laughs> like Little League, like the, 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 like the double base. Yeah. The first inning and the third inning and the fifth inning are beer innings. I know how to play softball. <laughs> um, it's been cool to watch, man. I, I am a little bit worried would be overstating it. But if you're going to have a 90% plus success rate on base stealing, yeah. that changes the game completely. Guys will just be going all the time. So I think at this point, you're locked in for 2023. Yeah. The pitch clock is here to stay for sure. Oh, I but mean, I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of this season, they check if out the base size, the base size yeah. and go, that was a step too far. Or and part of it is just even without the disengagements for the pitcher, right? How many times he can throw over there? He now has a limited amount of time to throw. If he hasn't thrown over to get me at first yet, like I can keep taking an extra step. He's got to go home now, right? The clock's running down. <laughs> on him. So it's been interesting to watch, man. And that's a, that's a huge change. Yeah, to baseball. I, uh, for me, I really like when Lee, like any sport, pro sports league, looks and makes some rule, like interesting rule tweaks. The NFL is the most successful league in North America. They're not afraid every winter no. to go. Yeah, we don't like this. Let's tinker, play, let's tinker, play around. With, I mean, the NFL has its own problems with rules that don't. Of make, like just their problem is not calling shit the same way, right? Because no one really knows what they're. What they've, the line they've made is. massive but changes. You know what? My before, biggest or? my. my what I'd like to see change, like across sports, right? I mean, just in, for hockey specifically, but like if I got to pick one rule change for sports right now, mm-hmm. overtime, three on three overtime in hockey. Once you go into the offensive zone, you can't take it back can't over circle center. Back out. You can take it outside your blue line, but don't cross the red line because it's getting like you're getting the goalie involved, like a soccer game yeah. now, and it's weird. And it's I, I love the three on three. I Win think you should get rid of the off, sh- get rid of the shootout. Do more three on three, but See, also don't fuck around with this. Like, let's just oh, okay, there's nothing there. I'm gonna go back all the way into my own zone. Let everybody change. I'll pass. Then they'll circle back so I can get off. Because the a three new on guy. three when they're firing and they're attacking, like that's the most exciting thing in hockey. If you'll allow me to just boast for a second, sure. When three on three came in, it hasn't panned out exactly the way I said, but I, the coaches will figure this out. 
They'll find a way. And yeah. you'll like you'll go into the zone. And I said incorrectly, someone will go in and you'll pin the puck like on a penalty kill to the boards yeah. while your other guys change or something. This won't be just run and gun forever. Coaches will figure this out. And it turned out it was a more logical the guy doesn't take it in and pin it to the wall. He circles back, yeah. hands it off. He goes off. Someone else hands it off. They go off and we get our our change. And sometimes you can have an overtime where there's only been like two possessions. Like your team had one and I had one. And it was because uh, we didn't get it this time. Circle back out, pass it off, make the change, circle I, back. I just out. think it makes it dis- like a really cool thing disjointed. It's just, it's coaching. You Once we're doing this, I'm going to try and find the way to oh, win this. Oh, I love right? that. If I was a coach, I'd be doing the same thing. Right. But- I think if you're looking at, like, freshening up the overtime. I think we look back a little bit uh, unfairly. When the shootout came in, people found it exciting. There's no question about it. For, like, a year. Yeah, but if but that. we did. And so three on three for a couple of years. It had more staying power. But now we're at that point where you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, here he goes again. I still, so. love, I still love it. I Like, for the most part, like, I love the three on three. And I want, I want more of it. Like, I want to get rid of the shootout and extend it. For me, it this is everyone says, well, the shootout's just a skills competition. Three on three never happens in a real game either. Like, no, we like can, exceptionally we can, rarely. Right. We we can. It's just a different type of skills competition. It's not. It's pond hockey. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, like I'm not trying to say it's never enjoyable, but to pretend that the shootout is completely illegitimate. But three on three is like, no, that's real hockey. But if you had to pick one or the other, you'd take the three on three. Of course I would. Of course I would. And because I just think it also, like, I saw a penalty shot in a game recently, and the penalty shot's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like the shootout just makes it less awesome. Diminished it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I just, eh, I don't know. The shootout, like, what, like, it doesn't fill me with anger, but I just, I don't think it makes things more exciting. Especially when you see some jackass, like, barely moving. Like way at the, the far Allison. side, yeah. Like just like and basically Barely stopping skating. with like the, yeah, the yeah. ref has to really make sure the puck didn't stop moving. Like that, no one wants to see that shit. The ref actually steps out and gives him a push on the back just to get him going. Yeah, no, it's it's not particularly engaging. Again, it can be fun. Like that one two weeks ago in Toronto went or Toronto Ottawa went like eight nine rounds, and it kind of goes through these phases where at first you're like, oh come on. And like oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, like, once you're going, like, oh, yeah, but that's so there's so few in far right. between. But yep. I, I, I don't mind that either. Like, yeah. you get, a little tension starts to build as you kind of it builds interest almost the longer it goes. Right? Back to back to the Jays though, yeah, yeah. where I deviated back to hockey because <laughs> that's what I do. Sure. Um, what are you expecting? Like, are, is this team finally gonna? Well, yeah, like take that. Like, so like t- there's so much. So many expectations. Yeah. Like, and, and we've talked about this with a couple of the guests that we've had on here. Like, it's a very different team. We'll have to wait and see if it's a better team, right? Like, they've traded away a lot of home runs, a lot of offense in Guriel and Hernandez, but that outfield defense is going to be so much better. Like, have you made up for what you're losing offensively with, in theory, what you won't give up now defensively? Uh, Dalton Varsho... What's he going to bring as a left-handed bat? Is Brandon Belt the 2020 and 2021 Brandon Belt or the 2022 Mm. injured Brandon Belt? So there's some questions. 2021, they were a 91-win team. Last year, they were a 92-win team. You got to hope this year, 94-win team, right? 95-win team. I don't think they're miles better than the rest of the division. But the thing to keep in mind is that 
there are fewer in division games, right? They've balanced the schedule. Right. So you're not going to get shredded constantly by the Yankees and the Rays and then by you, right? Like that's a meat grinder in that division. Now you get to go and play Kansas City, right? Now you get to go right. play Anaheim a little more. And, and so that should, you know, help you, but it's also going to help the Yankees and the Rays, right? So we'll see what this looks like. But I, I, I think I'm not sure if they're better but they might be better prepared for the playoffs once they get in, right? A little more a little more action on the bases, right? A little more speed, a little better defense. Uh, and the pitching staff, especially if Barrios at number four is is finds his game again, which he appeared to lose a little in 2022, they could be elite. Like, they could be really elite. Maybe only behind Houston. So yeah, that'd be fun. We'll see, yeah. Uh, you know what else? I, speaking of Blue Jays, I mm-hmm. want to see uh, the John Gibbons... Gibby put out a book. Yeah, I'm interested. And in I've that. read so, a few excerpts from it, yeah. and it sounds great. I mean, I just, I love him. Of course. Oh, like, how do you Gibby? not? How do you not yeah, love yeah. it? And he's just like such a rough around the edges straight yeah, he shooter. Just says what he's what's on and his he, mind. Yeah. And like one of my favorite things in baseball is a manager absolutely going ape shit on an ump and getting tossed, and just the whole theatrics of it because you know as soon as you step out there you're getting tossed. Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna get my I'll get words mine in. in now. Yeah. And he like I, he. Got kicked out every second game. It yeah, seemed like no, sometimes it was for sure. Wonderful, wonderful thing. And I, yeah, I don't know. I love a good bi- biography that's going to have some dirt in it. And this seems like there's going to be some good stories. So I might check that out. I want to, um, I want to get into what's going to go on at the World Hockey Championships here shortly, and how Russia is going to impact that. But I should have asked you when we were on this, and I, I missed it because I know you wanted to touch on it. Uh, this particular quote. I have to say, I like your teams except the Leafs. <laughs> Joe Biden here in the nation's capital about two weeks ago now uh, took a shot at the Leafs and at that point I had just extended the invite to you to come in here and uh, just one day where the Leafs aren't the punching bag would be terrific it's but, like the uh, lowest hanging fruit and he obviously had someone is someone on that speech some, writing someone on that staff did a did a good job what will make the 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 clapping seals in parliament Oink, oink, oink. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear them, right? Um, like, no, gonna, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, yeah. you like, can hear. Oh, right. these visits I have to are. Say, I like your teams except the Leafs. Oh, right. <laughs> he the, did it. He said these it. visits are all about playing to your various 100%. audiences. So, like, no one's expecting like anything serious really to no. come out of them. Like, they tell you, they give you the basic transcript of what they talked about, which is always something really obvious that the states and. Canada will be talking about and then yeah. they yeah so like I mean Biden doesn't get a lot of opportunities no. to have zingers these days it seems so like you get one in like that and you're at least going to get a reaction from both sides like the Leafs haters yeah, and the pro Leafs lovers everyone's going to have a yeah. friggin friggin well, fit I, about I liked it. Avril Levine's response get the fuck out bitch <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> that dude was from the dude and it's like <laughs> at, like the most Avril Levine thing ever except like get the fuck off, except bitch. she's like She's got to be in her be in her forties yeah. now, I guess. It's, and it also sounds, sounds like old school. Her it sounds weirdly southern too. Like get the fuck out, bitch. Get the fuck out, bitch. <laughs> that doesn't sound nappy um, to me. Right? Like, I think that's great. Like, <laughs> like let me have my moment. You're screwing my yeah. with my business here. Yeah, no, you're right. Biden comes up here. He's making his speech, and someone threw that in as a, and it, he he talks his way out of it with because they beat the Flyers they beat, they beat in January. My like, flyers. Well, everybody's beat the fucking Flyers this year, man. Like this is a long list of teams. You must know. Like, yeah, but, you Flyers. Know. They haven't been very good. So they I almost beat see, us when we decided to just suck the other night, squeezed, uh, squeezed one by them. I did see they're coming back next year, apparently, with those 90s-style jerseys, which I prefer to the ones they wear now. Right? The Flyers? Like the, yeah. Oh, nice. 
That like that's what to me that's a borderline original six jersey, right? Yeah. The that because they kind of slanted the logo a bit, and then they put try to make it more modern. Or yeah, whatever. and they put the box on the back right with inside the name. And you're like, just just stop it. Just go back to the normal orange and white. Or white and orange. Well, that's where we're at now generally in sports. Like, everyone wants to see throwback stuff. And yeah, the Sens did stuff. it, and it was brilliant. Oh, so good. Yeah. And, like, even with us, the Red Lights, we do the, like, the throw, like, and the legacy night. The team's not the, even 10 years old yet. With the like, R, like, the Rough Riders R right. helmet. People, like, people love that stuff. And, course, and then we get shit on because we're like, well, you're not wearing the <laughs> Rough Riders jerseys all the time. Like, well, no, it's different. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a special legacy thing if we just, like. But I, that R logo, just the R that we do, yeah. that's I love that shit. Of course, man. I I was big into anything you guys have done that leaned into the plaid, right? Like the jersey oh, yeah. or the whatever. Like that goes one of two ways too. Some I know. people are like, I will strangle you I know. if you do any more plaid things. I love it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Oh, right? I think it's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it leans right into the theme of everything, right? The lumberjack fits theme. Yeah. There's so many options yes. with it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk before we get out of here about this announcement that came down over the course of the weekend uh, that – the Slovaks are not going to invite anyone currently playing in the KHL, which is the Russians hockey league, uh, to compete for them at the world hockey championships. And this has been an ongoing discussion since the invasion back in February of 2022, how do sports leagues respond? Uh, also last week we saw before Wimbledon, they're going to allow Russian players, which they haven't before to come and compete, but they have to sign a thing saying they're independent. We don't represent the Russian Federation. This is still a major story, right? This is ongoing. Our shitty human 2023 brains can't handle a long-term commitment to a news story. Like we're on to other things, but it's still happening. And so the Slovaks in particular deciding there's a lot of things at stake. The, the, how smooth can we get people in and out of Russia and off their teams to come play for us? But also just it came off to me more than anything else. We'll share the actual news story in the show notes at talkinaudio.com. <laughs> but it it felt to me more than anything else like a reminder to our players, hey, maybe don't go play there, right? Like an enticement. If you want to represent our national team, don't play for Russia. Like did that read differently to you at all or was this – they said all the right things. They used the right language, but it was yeah. No, don't go pluck and don't go play in that league. Um, yeah, I, this is a really interesting one for me because it's one thing to not want like Russian players mm-hmm. doing like coming to like whatever X Y Z tournament. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be a different country to have your punish your people own guys. in that particular country and say mm-hmm. we you know where you're not going to play in this tournament, but I get it. I think there's just so many complications that are both obvious and probably hard to predict when it comes to travel from Russia, going back and forth, being a foreign born player, just the optics Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, Yeah. I like, I don't know. Like I, I'm all for like punishing Russia for all this, all this shit. Um, Fair, totally fair game. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think like if a Slovakian player really wants to wants to play, that's that's a hard conversation to have. But I do think it is, like you said, an indication that they're like to to the to the next couple couple yep. years or whatever, being like, it's not where maybe you think go. about this yeah. a little bit longer. And can make we sure it's can really we punish the Russian league by incentivizing our players not to go play in it? Right, like is almost the vibe I got from yeah. That. And I think I think they, they you know I don't I have no issue with that. 
but it's the fact that these players are already there and we're yes. probably planning to well, represent so their country. In 2022, when the invasion happened, I can re- remember reading multiple reports of like Canadian and American-born players wanting out, right? Yeah. I, I'm coming home. I, this, I, I didn't want any stuck pu- there. And then that was February, March, and by September, the world's almost started to just accept the occupation, right? Accept the war. And so a lot of Canadian and American players went back. Yeah, that... that Instead a- of trying to find a job in Switzerland or Sweden or Finland, and I get it, there's a limited number of, of import spots on these rosters. Yeah. Guys got to get paid, and they a lot of them decided, I'll risk it. I'll go back to Russia. And so this appears to me to be Slovakia saying, yeah... You can do that if you want, but it will cost you a spot on our national team. Yeah, I think that's absolutely part of it. And I think the KHL, I mean, even before the invasion, didn't have always no, the, the best ruble had reputation of, yeah. in terms you're, of like, you're getting, depending on the team, you're getting like the paid facilities. by someone handing you a sack with a dollar sign right, on like it. Right, like air travels, <laughs> dodgy. Yes. Um, like it just, there's a lot of, so it's not exactly like the best marketed league no. in the world. No. But this certainly hasn't helped and. I don't know. As for me, if like it was me, if I had some hockey talent that I don't currently and had that opportunity, I wouldn't want me. I wouldn't go or want my family going to play uh, in the KHL right now. There for so many reasons, right. but um, I think that it's kind of a shot across the bow from the from Slovakia saying, "You got choices." Yep. And here, are so the, do we. Here are the consequences of yep. of of doing and, that. And it's worth noting this will hurt. The Slovak team, like a lot of their top players, are in right because the KHL is still a it's a good league, big time league. Yep. So their likelihood of being successful at World Championships drops by not allowing these players to come, and they would know that. And so you got to kind of respect that. Like we're going to make this decision to like the approach, right? We we keep hearing more from the Czechs, from the Slovaks, from the Finns, like some of these border countries. We don't want like they're far more invested and rightfully so in what happens in Ukraine because it emboldens Russia to maybe keep going, right? Whereas over yeah. here you're kind of like, well, they're probably not going to try and take over Newfoundland or whatever. So fuck <laughs> it, right? Why would you? Right, exactly. We're not sure we want it. The newbies would just be like, I just come have dinner with me there, my you'll we'll work we'll everything you in, right? So it, it's an interesting dynamic, and I feel like at times I've been a bit hypocritical on the issue. I I felt like it might be a little over the top for Wimbledon to not allow Russian players to play because to me that's an individual sport. You're there, you represent mm-hmm. yourself. I understand ban- banning national teams from Russia, right? You represent Russia. That's the whole deal. But if I'm just a guy touring around playing tennis, it's not really an... It is an international sport, but it's not, right? Like, we don't wear our... I guess it depends how much of a lo- Putin loyalist right? that, like, yeah. any Well, and that's it. Right? And that's, what they, want to, that's what they want to avoid. Of course, yeah. Like, you don't want to have some guy, some Russian guy come to your, to your to Wimbledon. Like, Wimbledon, like, the snobbiest of, mm-hmm. you know, probably any tournament ever being, like... In any sport. Having, yeah. you know, someone come over and, like, using their on-court interview to be like, go Putin. Right. Like, no, that would be bad. Long live the motherland. Yeah, so... I mean, that's just being, I think you see that in international hockey where it's like, or the Olympics, where it's like Russia's there, but not, 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 not rug, but there, but not, no flag. Olympic athletes from yeah. Russia. Is that better somehow? Is I that, don't know. I feel like that you're splitting hairs in a significant way at that point. Yes. But there's not really a playbook for this kind of thing at this point in modern sports. Well, we were supposed to have a world cup of hockey in 2024. And the NHL came out and said, well, given the situation, in the, situ- the occupation, you yeah. lazy, but 
That's how they write all their statements. All the uh, Gary said, well, the other countries, many countries have refused to play against Russia, so we can't do this. I'm like, dude, the problem isn't the other countries who don't want to play Russia. Just don't invite Russia. Like, you can lean on them. no one's going to mind right you can lean on them you can this is a way to put pressure on them because in russia national teams and sports are essentially an extension of the military we are out there creating pro-russian propaganda look how great we are uh and if you want to it's not to the same degree but for lots of countries sports is an extension of look how great we are i generally just have I, i don't have any sympathy for it and i don't like i yeah don't like I'm good with that. Like, you it want was, to pick that one country? It was that's not, so weird to me to hear have, the NHL, who always gets it wrong, but say the other countries refuse to play Russia so we can't have a World it, Cup. Such Don't a invite Russia! Just, it's so easy. <laughs> like, and, like, I have, you know, I have a few good friends that are Ukrainian, right. including AJ Jackie back. Yeah. Uh, so I know it's, uh, you know, obviously really close to him. But, like, I just, like, no, no one, like, just don't invite them. Yes. Like, it's not... <laughs> We don't know how to do like, it without Russia. Like, play Just stupid stop. games, win stupid prizes, invade a country for no reason. Like, yeah. get don't get you to play hockey. You probably don't get to come anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, this I, isn't complicated. I don't know. I don't know. Some of it's so obviously obvious <laughs> that it just sounds stupid to say out loud. <laughs> so obviously obvious. We're getting very articulate in this episode. Yeah. A couple points in. This is how this goes. I would also like to just interrupt quickly okay. to uh, I was going to ask where we update. Uh, Logan Morrison has uh, scored his second of the game to give Ottawa a 3-1 third period lead okay. over the Oshawa Generals. A friend of mine who uh, was not from Oshawa, and he always used to call them the Oshawa Genitals. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not clever, but it is nope, clever. Childish as hell, yeah, but it makes me thought it was funny. Yeah, I always thought it was funny too. So, uh, Jenny's looking like they're in trouble, but heading home back to the formerly General Motors Center. I think now it's the, uh, I forget. I it's named after it a real estate <laughs> company. Honestly, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, I'm uh, going to look it up right now. Okay. Um, looking like they're in trouble though. And as most would have predicted going in, but, uh, yeah, well, we were talking about the, it's the tribute community, tribute center. community center. That's uh, we, what we were talking homes, about it before, yes. uh, before we, before we started recording, but, yeah. um, as much as I obviously want to beat the, beat the Oshawa generals, mm-hmm. um, their social media game. 100% is they so have been good on fire lately. And I just like, even when they lose, when they yes. win, when like other teams are chirping them, like they're just, yeah. and when it's for a cause, I, f- I feel bad right now because his name is escaping me. Okay. We follow each other on, sh- on Twitter, but the guy who runs the, <laughs> the gens admin, right. Well, they're doing an awesome job. Is It's so good. And like the way they, they, they knock around, you know, transphobes or homophobes yeah. that come the into their mention. Like, it's in. just, yeah. it's it's a master class in, like... It's been brilliant. Um, it makes me... It reminds me to be proud of being an Oshawa Generals fan, right? Yeah, like, it's... You know, I, I can proud. respect I can respect that. Yeah. And even, like, when we were trouncing them in the first game, they were they had some funny, you know, <laughs> yes. like, do we have any good news to post? Like, no, not, <laughs> not really. Um, so props to them for that, because it really is... It's it's clever, and it's punchy, and it's like it's sincere, and I, I think that just makes good social media. Well, we'll see how this all plays out timeline-wise, but maybe when uh, when the all-or-nothing beers inevitably arrive, we'll have you back in studio, and we'll try them on the mic instead of uh, instead of just handing them over. 
Absolutely. insist you come back and do it here. Let's do it. Uh, appreciate you coming in, man. This was fun. Always uh, a pleasure. A good weekend. This is, I love doing this. Yeah. Not just because of the beer. You're a fairly good company, too. And we always have good chats. So. Well, and this time you brought the beer. So. I did bring the beer yeah. this time. Yeah. We I, love that. I didn't the last two times because I'm just a freeloader. Yeah. But That's the way it works. Today I'm I was to like, t- I'm bringing him some 67s yeah. branded thing. And we're, I'm bringing the pints. So we had a couple of hockey themed pints and they yeah. both went down very nicely. Gorgeous, man. They have gone very, down very nicely. So, uh, yeah, it looks like your, uh, your Jenny's going to be down two nothing here, uh, come Monday morning to the 67s. Your Jenny's. My Jenny's to your 67s. Uh, that's how that goes. We'll wind this one down here. Like I said, stick around later on in the week. We're pretty sure Ian Mendez is going to be here for sure. Dan Schulman is going to be here. Going to be a fun week on the podcast. Hoff, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it as always. My pleasure. Thanks, man. He is on social media at Chris Hoffley on Twitter and on Instagram at Hoff on Sports. We are on social media at Tall Can Audio. And uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. Uh, with all that out of the way, we'll wind this one down. Thank you so much for listening to episode 1091 of Tall Can Audio. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. What the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?